Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. And Ferg, we expected this phone conversation to be uh, all football related, but now we got some basketball news. But first and foremost, I uh, hope you're doing well and thanks for the time today. Yeah, appreciate it. So let's start with that basketball news before we get to spring practice. And uh, that, of course, is the news that Chance Westry and Yoan Treor are in the transfer portal. I think it's safe to say that Treor was on the, the lesser surprising side of things, but Westry not as much. What can you tell us about uh, these two guys that are now going to be departing the program after one year? Yeah, it's, a, it's you know not surprising that Auburn's got guys that are moving on from the program you know, here this offseason, but maybe surprising the kind of the timing and who they were specifically. But Yohan Traylor was a guy who didn't break into the rotation you know, very much as, as, as a freshman, you know, a guy who's came to basketball later than a lot of other guys, uh, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of athletic talent, but you know, it didn't seem to kind of hit a stride in that picking up that power forward spot for Auburn. And, you know, he had some, had some moments where he did, you know, pretty well in, in some, some areas, but, you know, didn't really make a ton of impact this year, had some DMPs and SEC play. And so move, him moving on and going somewhere else is not a total shock just to see, you know, um, you know, what, what his outlook was going to be and maybe, uh, finding somewhere where he could be a, a different fit. Chance Western, on the other hand, I think there was a lot of you know thought uh, that Westry was going to try to give him back a go. You know, next season he had that knee injury this year that kept him out for most of the year, and Auburn shut him down trying to redshirt him. Be interested to see just kind of how that redshirt status ends up shaking out wherever he goes next because of kind of the percentages of uh, you know how many you can get to get a medical redshirt and all that, and the waiver process can be very complicated, but. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of people who thought Westry was going to come back. He said he, he said a couple of weeks ago his plan was to come back. Um, so I think this move kind of took some people by surprise today, not just fans. Uh, I do think uh, this was a situation where I don't know if Auburn necessarily saw this one, you know, coming. Um, you know, don't want to say it's kind of like the Justin Powell from move from a couple of years ago. But, yeah, this is a guy that – young guy that I think people thought would come back from injury and – and really and give give Auburn a shot uh, uh, next year, but we'll see. Um, you know, this, this makes Auburn's roster very interesting because as it stands right now, they got ten guys um, and, and thirteen scholarships. You know, total that you can play with. They got ten right now. Eight of them would be seniors if they came back next season. One of them, uh, the sophomore Trey Donaldson, of course. You're bringing in Aiden Holloway. So you got right now, as it stands, you got three scholarship spots to play with before anybody else makes any sort of decisions. And so um, this can go in a lot of different directions. You know, Auburn's very active in the transfer portal. Um, they are you know, going after a lot of different guys. I mean, I put up a, a roster tracker um, a couple of hours ago at the Observer, and there's like over a dozen guys you can already say Auburn's been recruiting in the portal. So. Um, this is going to be a pretty busy, busy offseason. I think these two moves um, are really going to show that Auburn's got to Auburn's got to go into the portal and, and reload this year. Justin, when when you look at the what Auburn's got left on this basketball roster uh, after Treor and and Westry's decisions today uh, to go into the portal, who is the next guy do you think makes the decision whether they're coming back or whether they're in you know go, moving on from Auburn? I, I think the next step is to see what the guys that can come back for their fifth COVID year is going to be. Um, Jalen Williams, Alan Flanagan, and Stretch Akinbon and Stretch didn't play much this season, but he's also well, was a scholarship guy who could come back for a COVID year, but you know, specifically Alan Flanagan and Jalen Williams, I think their decisions kind of, I don't want to say 
you know, set the tone for everybody else. But, you know, I do think it matters a lot. You know, if you could bring back two starters who play a lot of basketball like Alan Flanagan and Jalen Williams, if both of those guys are like, hey, we want to play college ball another year, we want to stay at Auburn, um, you know, that changes a lot. And that changes a lot of the dynamic of what your what your wings and your forwards look like next season uh, and who you need to go get in the portal. Um, I, you know, I, I would I would not be surprised at all if there's more guys who decide to leave Auburn. Um, you know, this this offseason just because of playing time and and you know just kind of the remaking of the roster that there's been. It's just kind of natural uh, to have that that sort of attrition in college basketball each year. But uh, I do think the next two big dominoes are um, you know Alan Flanagan, Zayn Williams, and what they decide kind of shows what Auburn has to do moving forward. Justin, you mentioned a minute ago, you know, a list of guys that are coming into the program. One of those, the biggest names, Aiden Holloway, of course, McDonald's All-American. He's actually playing in the McDonald's All-American game tonight uh, down in Houston. What is the, what do you think Auburn wants to, is, is there anything that Auburn wants to see from this uh, All-American game tonight? Or do you think that they're, you know, everything's fine. Bruce Pearl just, you know, this is just a, an exhibition game for them. <laughs> more of a, just a showcase and you want to you want Aiden to play well and you want folks to get excited about him. I'm very interested to see what Aiden does, you know, in this and where he kind of fits in with Auburn. Aiden Holloway has played point guard uh, this past, I know for a fact, this past season, a prolific, prolific prep out in California. He's been playing uh, point guard, but he was a two guard. Uh, so I know he's on the smaller end, but it's just a dynamic sharp shooter. Um, really good at the catch and shoot game, but also can create off the dribble. And, like, he's a guy where, you know, uh, Auburn right now has Wendell Green Jr. and Trey Donaldson coming back next season as as, as the roster is constructed right now. Um, is Aiden Holloway a guy that they can play at the two? Is Aiden Holloway, you know, because of his size, just strictly going to be a one? I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of questions to kind of figure out and how Auburn solves the rest of their, you know, kind of backcourt. I think the puzzle will, will, will be interesting to see. But, yeah, for Holloway, I think it's just – get people excited about what's coming next. This is a dude who is as close to a five-star as you can be without being a five-star uh, across the board. McDonald's All-American, I mean, that's, that makes you an elite player. Only a handful of Auburn players have ever been in this game. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a pretty big exposure moment, I think, for, for him to program. Justin, let's now transition into Auburn football. Uh, kind of involving spring practice, but, but at the same time, uh, more on the recruiting trail from, from Hugh Freeze. Uh, getting Jamarian Burnett last week, you know, the four-star running back. This continues a line uh, of Cadillac Williams since he's been in Auburn, just getting some of the creme de la creme uh, of, of talented running backs. So talk a little bit about Burnett, but also just as Cadillac Williams continues on here with Auburn, just the array of running backs they've got in that room right now. Yeah, Pat Burnett out of um, Andalusia has, uh, had an incredible year last year for for them. He, you know, state champion at the, uh, the 5A level, um, runs really, really well. Runs really hard. Um, he's a bigger guy. Um, you know, close to kind of six two, um, two ten, two twenty, somewhere in that range. At running back, you watch him on film. He reminds people a lot running style wise of Derrick Henry. Just kind of the way he's kind of built and kind of the way he runs straight up and um, and likes to you know just kind of hammer away at people between the tackles and also punish people in the open field. Uh, he's a very different type of player. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, have Jarquez Hunter and uh, Demari Austin and Jeremiah Cobb. I think they all kind of have the same sort of, you know, kind of archetype as a, as a running back. And then Brian Baptiste is the scat back, the super, super fast scat back that they've got. Uh, this would be pretty different. I, you know, I think 
I don't know if Auburn's really had a quote unquote running back that's looked quite like uh, Burnett uh, in a while. So he, he's an interesting case uh, uh, for sure. Really good player though. Um, you're talking about a top ten running back in the country. You're talking about one of the best uh, players in the state of Alabama. You know, both of those things really, really big. And I wrote about it, you know, earlier this week at the Observer. Uh, Calic Williams, um, since he's gotten here, Auburn has signed a four-star uh, running back or better uh, in four of his five classes. Um, there's only 12 teams in college football that have done that. And the only thing that kept Auburn from being one of only four teams to get, or I guess they would make it five teams, to get five year, straight years of having a, a, a blue-chip running back is um, Jarquez Hunter was only rated as a, as a low three-star. And I think everybody who's watched Hunter the first two seasons can tell that was probably some underrating on his part um, just because of how good he's been early on at Auburn. So um, it's, it's it's been a really, really good stretch here for Cadillac. Um, you know, he's one of those dudes that I think right now with the way he finished the season for Auburn as the interim and the way he's recruiting and the way he's developing and, and the way he's got a really good, consistent running back room that I think should be the strength of this offense again in 2023, uh, he can do no wrong right now. And uh, I don't think there's a more popular you know, man in Auburn, Alabama, and Cadillac Williams, and for good reason. Uh, ESPN's Heather Dinich has been uh, embedded with the uh, uh, the spring practice uh, over the last couple of days here at Auburn, and uh, she had a tweet that really kind of jumped out at me. And she says, uh, "Auburn football fans, you might need some um, patience with your wide receivers." Uh, that doesn't sound very good for what she's seen from the wide receivers uh, out there. What have you seen from them? What do you know about them? Uh, is that going to be a concern for Auburn? Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. I think that's the one position group on offense for that needs the most work. I mean, quarterbacks obviously is a, is a big one, and you know a lot of us talked about yesterday with Holden Garner taking taking a step forward, and you know keep seeing the progress from those guys uh, in the room uh, this past week. Yeah, wide receivers. I mean, outside of Javarius Johnson and Corn Gordon, you still have a lot of established experience coming back. You got a lot of new guys learning something, you know, new things that haven't had to play a whole lot. There's also been a lot of injuries as well, like. I think Cameron Brown and some of these guys have had good springs, but um, you know you've just you've been limited in who, who you can have out there. Um, they haven't been able to kind of go full strength and full speed. So you look up and there's some times in the second and third string you got some walk-ons playing wide receiver just because it's the availability right now. So it, it's it's definitely a work in progress. It is a group that I think is going to show a lot of improvement. But I mean that's that's what we should have expected coming into it. Carver didn't have a whole lot coming back at wide receiver this year outside of a couple guys. And also, they just haven't been very productive in the wide receiver position these last few seasons. Um, so when you're starting from scratch, you're starting with a brand-new offense, and you're learning a bunch of stuff, you got some young guys, some guys that have a ton. This is what's going to happen, but that's exactly what spring football is for. And then, Justin, obviously, we, we got to talk to you a little bit about quarterbacks, as we do for, you know, every single time we talk football. But uh, mm-hmm. Holden Gurner made strides, strides according to, to Hugh Freeze here earlier this week. And, and my question is more so not where you power rank the QBs right now or anything like that. But when you're trying to assess what coaches are talking about in the spring and, and being so far removed, uh, from from the actual the actual season, I mean, we're just as close to the the end of last season as we really are to the the first of the next season. So, right. when you read between the lines of, of how coaches speak in the in the spring, like like just how much do you value how, how much they're talking about their players? Just what do you look for in trying to discern how these guys are actually stacking up to their competitors in these races? I think at this point in spring practices, whenever you say, "Hey, this player's doing well," or "Hey, he's taking a step forward," it matters because. 
these are competitions, you know, for a young guy like Owen Garner, who we haven't really seen play, but a handful of snaps and he's young, like that's, you know, it is significant when you can say, hey, he's up there and he's having a great day. Uh, he's had a great week of practice. You know, he, he really made strides. Yesterday in practice, he was the first guy out there uh, with the quarterbacks, which is something we hadn't seen all spring. So, like, that's significant when these patterns start to break a little bit and you start seeing new stuff at this point because it's not like, it's not like, okay, they're just rolling everybody out there and trying everything out. To, to hear a coach say, you know, talk specifics about a young player like this, to see him make a move that you can kind of say, okay, well, we haven't seen him do this yet. Um, that, that, that matters, you know, but this is also one week and there are, you know, a couple more weeks left for spring practice and A day. And then you got all the summer and then you got all fall camp. And so if you treat it just like what it is, which is a portion, it's a piece of the puzzle, it's not the whole puzzle. I think that's the most important thing. You don't want to overlook it entirely, but you also don't want to. And you know, sit here and say, oh, this means Holden Garner is going to be the starter. I do think Holden Garner has a better chance to be a starter today than he did at the beginning of spring because of the progress he's made. Um, but also, there's a long way to go. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. One fun with third questionnaire. We'll let you get out of here. We're going to talk a little ballpark food in hour number three as right. Truist Park revealed six new food items uh, at Truist Park. What's your favorite ballpark food out there? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm a I'm I'm a sucker for uh, for like ballpark nachos. And like they don't even have to be high quality. Like just the basic like just chips and that like nacho cheese that everybody else uses. Like I, I enjoy it. Like it's good uh, to me. I know it's not <laughs> high quality by any means. Um, so nachos are kind of like the thing that I always go back to whenever I think of you know ballpark food. I'm not a hot dog guy. So I don't, I don't really lean towards that. I know a lot of people are, especially when it comes to baseball season. So that's the one that kind of hits me the most. Now you're talking about Truist, um, you know, and they've got some, you know, crazy stuff. I know you are going to talk about it, like some, some of those crazy concoctions. One of the things that I've always enjoyed at Truist is that there's a place down the third baseline. I think they might have a couple of them um, in the park, but there's a, there's a place that does a ton of fries. Like it's the that's the main thing they do there, and um, they have a funnel cake fry like dish where it's just an easier way to eat funnel cakes, and it's really really good. And that's that's one of my favorite things uh, at at, uh, at Truist specifically. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a good way, like because like a big funnel cake, you can kind of just be hammering away at it and messy and all that. But the fries make it. I think they I think they come out better. They're crispier that way. Um, but also, I think they're just easier to eat. So, um, big fan of those. I'll have to try those out. I know a lot of people like funnel cakes, and I just can't ever get through a whole one of them. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Is as much awful food as I as I go through in a week. I just can't get all the way through a funnel cake. So maybe we'll try the fries and right. smaller portion. But Ferg, as always, the times greatly appreciate what you have going on here at the Auburn Observer over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, as I said, uh, we've got uh, the roster tracker for basketball, so we're going to keep an eye on a lot of stuff uh, up there. Um, so you can check that out if you're a subscriber. Um, I have a story tomorrow on uh, one Auburn player that's really kind of caught a lot of, of attention here during spring practices and kind of digging in with, with him. You can check that out. Um, we'll have mailbag later in the week, podcast as well, where we talk football and basketball. Got a whole lot of stuff, and it's the perfect time to sign up because we're still running our spring practice special. So between now and uh, the end of 8-day weekend, 
You can get a whole year of the Observer for just forty dollars, which is thirty three percent off our normal yearly rate. Go to AuburnObserver.com, sign up there. He is Justin Ferguson. As always, the time is greatly greatly appreciated, Justin. Hope you have a, a great week and we we'll look forward to chatting again soon. Absolutely. Thank you.